0: The Word of God sees the heart as the source of our creativity, our courage, and our conviction. It's the source of our faith, and it's the source of our hope and our ability to love.
1: Welcome to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur, business owner, and spiritual life coach. Bobby and his brother Glenn own Alliance Sports Group, a collection of hardware and sport product lines sold in over 40,000 retail stores across America. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast On the Bright Side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them bobby at onthebrightside.org or join the discussion on facebook as you listen to on the bright side you will hear these messages as they were delivered at bobby's church and are now compiled into this time-honored radio program no matter what your situation is bobby has the gift of being able to relate and empathize this show is brought to you by nebo tools nebo tools n-e-b-o is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights relied on by emergency professionals across America, trusted by many at work, home or play. Let Nebo light your way. Now, it's time to buckle your seatbelt and get ready for on the bright side with entrepreneur, business owner and spiritual life coach Bobby Bollinger.
0: Well, speaking of being from Wales, which I think everyone knows is the is uh Pastor Desmond Mary's homeland, I I looked it up this week. This is the number one joke In the country of Wales for the year, they voted at the number one joke. Are you ready? A turtle was walking down an alley in New York City when he was mugged by a gang of snails. When the police detective came to investigate, he asked the turtle if he could explain what happened. The turtle looked confused and said, I don't know, officer, it all happened so fast. The number one joke (laughs) in Wales. (laughs) You know, when you hear someone describe another person by saying that he's all heart, or that she's all heart, we immediately imagine that they must be a real emotional person. But the truth is, there's no greater compliment than being known... For having a big heart. Because when God gave us a heart, He gave us the greatest treasure in all of creation. And I'm not talking about just the organ that's inside your chest. For all the happiness that we've ever known or that we ever hope to find is unreachable without a heart. Did you know that the subject of the heart is addressed in the Bible more than any other topic? More than faith or obedience. More than worship, even more than money. And when reading the Word, it doesn't take long to realize that the heart is the central theme. The Word says, Love the Lord with all your heart and all your soul and all your strength. Jesus called this the great commandment. And you'll notice that He said, Love with all your heart first. The Word of God sees the heart as the source of our creativity our courage and our conviction. It's the source of our faith. And it's the source of our hope and our ability to love. I know that there's a popular belief that our mind and our brain is meant for reason and our heart is meant for emotions. How many have always heard that? We get accused of thinking with our heart instead of our head or the other way around with our head instead of our heart. Isn't that right? Well, I believe that the Word shows us that that's wrong thinking. You remember that King Solomon was considered the wisest man who ever lived, but when God asked him, uh, invited him to ask for anything in the world, he didn't ask to be the smartest man with the largest brain. He asked only for a wise and discerning heart. The Word also says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So your ability to trust comes from your heart and not your mind. And we find in Proverbs how the heart is critical to character development. It says, as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. You know, Jesus explained that the Pharisees were great rule keepers of the law. But their motives were wrong. They were model citizens, but their heart was in the wrong place. So I said all this to say, I I wonder sometimes if we really grasp what a priceless thing it is to have a heart. It's God's gift to us that makes us different and able to be what writer John Eldridge calls being intimate allies with God. It's our heart that shapes and defines our lives. Can you tell what condition that your heart is in this morning well like the old saying goes the heart of the matter is a matter of the heart so if you're not sure then you can believe that the answer to all of your heart problems is found in Jesus Christ listen to what the Lord says about it I will give them a heart to know me that I am the Lord, and they will be my people, and I will be their God, for they will return to me with all their
1: heart. Spiritually speaking, are you a chicken or an eagle? Stay with Bobby to hear how you can fly in the face of life's storms just like an eagle. On the Bright Side, we'll be right back.
2: And now back to On the Bright Side as Bobby
1: Bollinger shares his unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith.
0: I want to talk about birds. Here's the question. Are you a chicken? Or are you an eagle? You know, I'm not sure what all you can learn from a chicken. My limited experience with chickens, is mostly deciding whether to order them fried or grilled. Yeah, fried usually wins. But we know that live's chickens are skittish and afraid. They scratch around the barnyard, they cluck, they can't fly, and they seem to be satisfied to live inside the fenced-in yard. When a storm comes, they flap around, they run for the chicken coop. Well, chickens and eagles are both birds, but they couldn't be more different. An eagle is born to soar, and it knows from an early age that he's different from other birds. He has a keen eye, and he knows how to manage the wind currents to fly higher than other birds. He dwells in high places, and he's confident enough to fly directly into the wind and rise above it. And I think if we had to choose between chickens and eagles, we would all like to think we're more like an eagle, especially when we start to encounter some of the storms of life where we know we're going to be tested. So I want to share with you three simple things that we learn from eagles, things that teach us how to succeed in life when facing difficult times. The first thing that we learn from eagles is that we have to know who we are in Christ. It's more important than ever in difficult times to hold close to our identity as a child of God, saved by His grace, redeemed by His blood, and promised victory in this life and the next. The Word says, I've been bought with a price, and I belong to God. In Philippians, it says, I'm confident that God will complete the good work that he started in me. You see, an eagle knows from the time it's born that it's an eagle, not a chicken. Many times as Christians, we know that we're meant to be an eagle, but we act like a chicken. We let our fears rule our our thoughts, and there's no good reason for that. The Word gives us a powerful truth about our thoughts. It says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. In other words, we become what we think about, focus on, and surround ourselves with. So when we think we're an eagle Christian that God destined us to be, we can be strong, we can be courageous, and we can fly in the face of life's storms just like an eagle. We have to know we are in Christ The second thing we learn from eagles is that we have to be determined to prevail. You know, when an eagle goes searching for his mate, he's subjected to an incredible series of tests devised by the female. If he's not completely committed to the process of pursuing her, she's going to ditch him. But the eagle is determined and he tirelessly obliges her all these activities until finally she accepts him. As her lifelong partner. And eagle Christians don't give up either. They don't scatter and run in fear like chickens. Eagle Christians are determined to place their trust in God and they stand on his promises. The word says, be strong and of good courage. Be not afraid or dismayed for the Lord your God is with you. And finally, eagles show us that we have to renew our strength. When an eagle gets to be about four years old, he realizes that his performance is lacking. His feathers are worn and his talons are dull. He's still an eagle, but he's losing power. So the eagle goes to a higher place and he begins to pluck out all his feathers one by one, literally Thousands of them. Then he dives into the water and he cleans his body. Next he takes days to sharpen his talons by rubbing them on a rock. And all in all, this process takes about 40 days. After that, his feathers have grown back perfectly. And this eagle emerges stronger than ever. And for us to be eagle Christians... We have to renew ourselves in spirit to be able to stand up and face the challenges of difficult times. When we spend time praying, meditating, and worshiping the Lord, it builds our faith. It disperses our fears, and we rejoice in the victory that's ours. So this morning, if you have any reason to be concerned about anything, your, your job, your finances, are your future. You need to remember that you are destined to be an eagle Christian, born to face life's trials and soar above them because of the hope of Jesus Christ in your life. And it's no wonder that God compares us to eagles. This is what the Word says. But those who hope in the Lord will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Can I tell you something this morning? We're going to make it. We're going to make it in Jesus' name. What
1: is the true mark of success for a man? Stay right there to find out how you can measure yourself and answer that question.
3: nebo partners with retailers to maximize valuable counter space a constant stream of new innovative lights incredible impulse displays and an industry-only buyback guarantee which means nebo will buy back your inventory in the unlikely event it doesn't sell so if you own a retail business of any type we hope you're enjoying bobby
1: bollinger's unique layman's perspective as viewed through his lifelong journey of faith
0: on the bright side the boss called one of his employees into his office robbie said you've been with the company for over a year you started out in the mailroom a few weeks later you were promoted to the sales department a month after that you moved up to district manager And a few months after that, you were promoted to vice president. Now it's time for me to retire, and I want you to take over the company. What do you say to that? Thanks, said the employee. Thanks? Is that all you have to say? Okay, thanks, Dad. Because as men, we never stop measuring things. You see where I'm going? Because from the first moment we're born, what's the first thing we do? We, We weigh and we measure the baby. And it continues throughout our lives, this desire to measure everything. I mean, growing up, we measure how fast we can run, how high we can jump, how many hits we get. And they make us believe that our entire future rides on the grades we get, or these SAT scores. And when we grow up, life becomes a complex process of measuring ourselves. It turns into things like sales quotas, and job evaluations, and tax returns. So as experts, as we think we are in how to measure ourselves, I wonder, How many of us know how to measure ourselves as a man and as a father? I mean, what standard are we to use for that? And who sets it? What is the true mark of success for a man? Well, I pondered on this quite a bit this week. And my journey through the scriptures revealed many things about what makes up a good man and a good father. But just like a good measuring system is always simple to use, I'm just going to give you three quick, simple ways to know if you measure up as a man and as a father. Here it is. The first one is this. Have you lived your life where your son and your daughters believe that it can be done? Have they seen through you a life live for Christ, and that it's the most worthwhile pursuit in life? Do they realize that even though you failed many times, you intend to make it? You're committed to it, and by God's grace, you will. Do they know through you it can be done? And the second way to measure yourself is this. Can your son or your daughter say with certainty that no matter where they are in their life, that no matter what they're going through, that because of you, they are not alone. They know you're there, praying for them, encouraging them, reinforcing the values that you hold dear to them. And the third way a man can measure himself is to ask himself if his son or his daughter... Knows that he believes in her or him. And while it's certain that he won't always agree with them, a father makes sure they know he has great expectations of them. Those three things, it can be done. You're not alone. And I believe in you. A simple test. But a man who will measure himself through the eyes of his children need not bother with any other standard of measure. Because the test will always reveal whether a man... whether he's a man or he's just a male. Because, you see, being a male is just a matter of birth. But being a man... Is a matter of choice. And the most important decision that a man will ever make is to pass on to his children that which God has so graciously, graciously given to him. You remember the movie Braveheart? The legendary leader of the Scottish uprising against England was Sir William Wallace. And in the movie, he addressed his countrymen before the big battle where they were vastly outnumbered. And he said this. He said, every man dies, but few men really live. You see, the man who realizes that when you die, you leave behind all that you have. And you take with you all that you are. That's the man who knows how to live. And that's the man who knows what standard of measure to live by. That's our legacy. That's our promise. From God the Father to His Son, and from His Son to you. And it's it's God's plan for every man to pass it on to his children. It can be done. You're not alone. And I believe in you. Thank you for
1: listening to On the Bright Side with Bobby Bollinger, entrepreneur and business owner. God has been good to Bobby to provide the resources needed to broadcast on the bright side all across the country. Bobby is not asking for financial support. However, he does need your feedback. As a spiritual life coach, how can he help you? Questions, comments, prayers? Bobby reads every email and personally responds to most of them. Bobby at OnTheBrightSide.org or join the discussion on Facebook. You can also call 847-312-8197, 847-312-8197. This show is brought to you by Nebo Tools. Nebo Tools, N E B O, is the maker of intensely bright lights and flashlights, relied on by emergency professionals across America, trusted by many at work, home, or play. Let Nebo light your way. Learn more about Nebo Tools at onthebrightside.org or call 847 312 8197.
4: Pregnant, single, alone. Where does a young woman in this situation turn to for help? Embrace Grace. Does your church stand in the gap for young pregnant women in need of love and support? Embrace Grace. How can a congregation be both pro-life and pro-love? Embrace Grace. Embrace Grace responds with love to women in an unplanned pregnancy. Embrace Grace reaches out with kindness and acceptance and without judgment. Nearly 500 churches offer Embrace Grace, a gospel-centered program designed to help single pregnant moms let go of past hurts and wounds and prepare them spiritually, emotionally, and practically for motherhood. Embrace Grace paves the way for young single women to become spiritually and emotionally healthy parents. Visit EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484 to learn how your church can embrace grace. That's EmbraceGrace.com or call 817-755-8484.